0: This is all a moo point. Yeah. <laughs> like a cow's opinion, just doesn't matter. It's moo.
1: Hi, everyone. Um, thanks for joining us for this week's Moo Points. Today, we are just going to vent all of our feelings out about our new favorite show. The light of our life, our Lord and Savior, Jessica Jones. It's so, yeah, quite Yeah, I mean, look, we're we're gonna just try to not ramble on for 17 hours here. I'm like trying to remain calm right now because the feelings we have for the show are a little overwhelming. Um, but yeah, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's we're just gonna start with like a little we're a little overview of our feelings and then we'll
0: yeah. we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, wanna I want to give it?
0: ourselves some props that we were able to not think about Pretty Little Liars for a few minutes to do this because I know. <laughs> Pretty Little Liars season just started and that's basically all we're talking about now. But if any show deserves it, it's this one. It absolutely does. Yeah. So, um, okay, overall reaction. What did you think about the plot, the characters? This what show was fantastic.
1: Like, basically my two favorite shows are Veronica Mars and Pretty Little Liars and... Jessica Jones is like the absolute best like the perfect child of both of them. It's got it's got the the sassy wit and very well developed conflict resolution um that Veronica Mars has and then you have the strong female friendship and feminist undertones from PLL because as we've already established that's the most feminist teen show ever. <gasps> so basically it's the perfect show. It's it's just absolutely amazing. I think the key to an incredible show is having uh, the main conflict be big enough that you can't really see how it's going to be resolved. Um, and you know, if that conflict happens to be a metaphor for the patriarchy, that's just the cherry on top of a perfect. Oh my God! <laughs> of a perfect Even show. The
0: patriarchy.
1: And then, yeah, you know what's going there. <laughs> and then, yeah, you you just have a, a very good lead character and good writing, good acting.
0: It's it's everything you could ever want. What were, your, what were your overall feelings? Yeah, um, basically along the same lines. Um, loved the characters. Like, I felt a connection to the characters. They were super relatable while being superheroes. Um, yeah, and then um, all, another note just on Kristen Ritter, who plays Jessica Jones. I really thought she was the perfect match. Um, I've seen her in a lot of other shows, and she plays, like, really girly girl characters, like... Gia and Veronica Mars and Lucy and Gilmore Girls. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think she like, sat there on the set of Veronica Mars
1: and just took notes from Kristen Bell and then applied it all here.
0: Yeah, I think she does an amazing job. She's super dark and sassy, just like Veronica Mars was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nails it. Really mm-hmm. does nail it. And the writing is so good. Uh, I'm trying to find the, the writer's name. Melissa Rosenberg. Who was the head writer on Dexter? So you've got just that, like, that tension building writing and witty dialogue that you can totally see in Dexter. It's just perfect
0: here. Yeah, it takes such a good, like, the best part of such good shows to make this just the ultimate TV show. I know, it's
1: so good. Okay, so. You talked about characters. Let's start with our character power rankings. Okay. Actually, first, before we do power rankings, I feel like in order to really have Jessica Jones included in our uh, Moo Points family, we have to sort her into her her Hogwarts house. Ooh. Just and then we'll and then we'll rank our characters. But like, let's be real. This I know what I think she is. I think it's pretty obvious.
0: But let's see what you think. Gryffindor.
1: Yeah, absolutely. She's got the hero. It, yeah. I think the definition of a Gryffindor is the, the hero she's complex. She's the
0: hero complex, but she's also caring. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's the hero It's the hero complex with the empathy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Easy. Okay. okay. It, which is interesting because we put Veronica Mars in Slytherin. But, and they're very similar, but Veronica's like, I want to do what... What is going? what I want, and I'm
0: gonna do whatever it takes to get what I want. And Jessica Jones wants to save the world. Like, Veronica Mars is a little bit more of a loner, and Jessica has one friend. Well, she, it's like, <laughs> no, I think
1: it's really just like, Veronica Mars doesn't have the hero complex. She just wants to solve her personal, what's gonna make life good for her. Mm-hmm. And Jessica Jones does yeah. want to make life good for
0: society. Anyway. Yeah, that's a good distinction. Okay. OK, so our
1: character power rankings. I think you're supposed to do these from the bottom up, but I kind of just want to talk about, like, Jessica Jones right now. So okay, let's can do we just start, let's just start with our number one and then our number one character picks and then go down from there?
0: OK, well, it's obvious, Jessica Jones. You want Jessica Jones number one, too? <laughs> OK, sorry, it is not obvious. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love with Trish. Um, but you put Jessica Jones as number I one. I put Jessica as number one, but yeah. Trish is really
1: close. She's not even my number two, actually. Anyway, but we'll start with her number one. <laughs> no, yeah, seriously though, uh, she Jessica Jones is such a compelling character, because she you, uh, yeah, it's everything. She's relatable. She's strong, literally and mentally, but she's also very like broken and flawed, and she's a, a trauma survivor. Um, she has serious guilt and anger issues, and she 's an alcoholic, but like overall, she does have this hero complex where she has to save everyone and she hates collateral damage and really has more empathy than anyone on this show so i mean it's she 's a
0: just extremely compelling character mm-hmm. yeah, so what do you think like before um hope killed herself and Jessica like Kind of refused to kill Kilgrave. Yeah. Like she was going for savior instead of just putting in, like being done with it. I was
1: super confused about that for like five episodes. I just did not understand why they, I actually like did not understand the plot. I didn't get why they didn't just kill the villain right away because I, I guess I'm just not as good of a person as Jesse. I was like, just kill the guy. But yeah, she had to save the girl who was in jail Mm -hmm. She had to prove that he had these powers before
0: she could kill him. Yeah,
1: and that was really interesting and not definitely not what I would have done. But
0: yeah, there's just like that something in her personality that Overpowers all of her flaws and she's just amazing. It's not a revenge thing like no I feel like most superhero stories and just like most shows in
1: general there's like this revenge thing where if someone like does something to you, you have to do something back. And that's not what it's about for Jessica. It's, it's really about it, keeping the world safe. Yeah. And that's why, that's why Jess is the hero when Trish isn't, because Trish wanted to just kill him. You know, like she, she wanted to just, just kill the guy, leave, walk away, never look back, and Jessica needed to save hope.
0: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I guess you're right. But, okay, Trish is my close number two. Okay. Okay, I think she's just amazing because she ha- she is like a superhero without the superpowers. She just really builds herself up to that level, but she does not have any special abilities. Um, like, she takes it upon herself to learn Krav Maga, and when, when uh, Simpson first comes in, when Kilgrave ordered to kill him to kill her, and she just like beats him up, I was ah that moment. Yeah, no, she's a, she's, she's just a amazing. She's an inspiration, I think.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I should I talk about her now or when we get to our number threes because she's my number three. I think I'll talk
0: to her when we get to our number threes. Okay, but okay. Overall, like huge power character for showing that you can be amazing without superpowers. Yeah, I'll get
1: to her. But my thing with her, well, okay, I'll get. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> My number two was Kilgrave.
0: Okay, he's because, my number three.
1: Like I said, like what makes a show is the conflict, a compelling conflict, and you have a villain here that is terrifying, and you just have no idea how this is going to go down. He's got mind control powers. He can act through literally the entire world, all of society. He's just like A on Pretty Little Li. I, I can't not. I can't turn off this Pretty Little Li.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess I can't. Not talk about it.
1: <laughs> no, but seriously though, he he's like A in that he's a personification of the patriarchy. In that, yeah, he has the power of the whole world. His superpower is getting everything he wants. He has, like, these entitlement issues where he genuinely doesn't understand consent because he can't fathom like not being wanted. And he blames his victims. One of his victims is in jail. He's. All up on this whole surveillance thing. He's just, he's terrifying and real. And then they also gave him this like poor little me backstory because he was tortured by his parents. And all that does is make him the perfect foil for Jessica and Trish because they both had seriously traumatic childhood experiences too. And they grew up to be, well, at least in Trish's case, like this warm loving person and she, I mean she had a totally horrible childhood and then same with Jess they they turned out to be good people and so you, you just have this concept of like you know you had a traumatic childhood too bad that doesn't mean you get to go around assaulting people mm-hmm. and it, it almost makes him even more evil because he's such a good foil for the good people so I, I mean and also just the acting from this guy is he is just so so
0: good he's great yeah so when I first saw him I was like wow that's that's the supervillain. Like, I definitely expected somebody more menacing. Like, I was ready for Siler from Heroes. But, yeah, he, he does a great job with the acting. So, he convinced me for sure. So number threes? My number three was Kilgrave. So okay, my number three was Trish. And,
1: okay, so, yeah, she's another example of this whole, like I, I, like I just said, um surviving trauma and coming out better on the other side and then more importantly this like strong female friendship is just exactly what i want on every tv show everywhere like that's what that's just a great thing to watch jessica and Tish have this like crazy complex friendship where they're like frustrated and like jealous of each other and they both want to save each other but at the end of the day it's just like this mutual fondness and respect where jessica's like I don't. I don't want you to get involved. You're gonna get hurt. And Trish says, "No, I'm helping." And Jessica's like, "Okay, here's the plan," you know. Or or Trish is like, "You should go to the hospital. Your ribs are sticking out of your stomach." And Jessica's like, "No, I'm good." And Trish's like, "Okay, let me find the Saran wrap or whatever the <laughs> hell." Like, they're just. It's like fricking finally. This is like all I want out of TV.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not it's, like a subordinate relationship where one of them is no. clearly more powerful or smarter. You know.
1: And it's, it's both not a, you know, on every superhero has their like,
0: you know, person who
1: the villains kidnaps to torture them. It's not that because they're equals and it's also not your normal female friendship where there's like catty, you know, bitchiness, which it so easily could have done because like back when they flash back to high school and, you know, Trisha's all popular and Jess is like a weirdo, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they just, they just... Don't do any of that. It's a, it's one of the most com- complex female friendships on TV. You know, other than PLL, you just don't really
0: see it. Yeah, this is just like a perfect relationship. Yeah, it's it's really it's awesome. It's just yeah. so awesome. Okay, what's your number four? Okay, are we on? Are we on four? Yeah, yeah four and four. My number four is Simpson, the cop. Ooh, he didn't even make my list. I hate that guy. No, I absolutely hate him, but I think he's an important character to the show. Like. Yeah, absolutely was not a fan of his personality, but um, yeah, I think added a whole another level to the show because it's not just um, just Jessica versus Kilgrave and like doing what's right and then you add in Simpson and he sees like, we have to kill this guy. He sees it black and white. Um, I think it adds another
1: level. Honestly, I just thought he was so annoying and in the way every time he was on this, like literally the only thing I liked about this dude was that one part when when Jessica like hated him and she was like, dude, you need to leave. And he says something like, you need me. And Trish says, no, she does not. (laughs) That was like the only, that scene was the only I just,
0: he was so unnecessary and just took away from the other characters. Really? You think he was unnecessary? Completely
1: unnecessary. Interesting. Didn't like him. He was basically I mean, just I, more, another, one other cool thing was, so he takes these pills um, that make him like a basically psychotic animal that just like kills, like adrenaline animal. And the pill on the show is named after a Reddit, uh, a subreddit for like men's rights. <laughs> so that was a cute funny. little, I didn't know that. that
0: was cute.
1: My number,
0: are we done? No- yeah. Yeah, go on. ahead. You're number four. My number four was Luke. Luke didn't make my list. Luke didn't make your list? Yeah. Interesting.
1: Okay, that's probably because you haven't seen the show enough times. (laughs) Because on my first watch through, I didn't really care about Luke. Like, I just wanted to, you know, the plot, like, Killgrave, what's going to happen. But now, like, that I'm on, like, seven or eight times through the show. Oh, my God. I I don't know. I really like Luke. I really like him. I think he was really good for Jessica, and he gives this like he at one point he gives this really beautiful anti victim blaming speech to, or not really speech but it's a conversation with her where he just says like everything that happened was was not you it was him and it's like exactly what she needs to hear it's i don't know a plus for luke, luke uh, just uh, yeah a great male character on a very female dominated show that's just kind of kind of there for the
0: yeah for the girl yeah
1: He's nice, he's a nice guy. Um, of course that <laughs> moment gets
0: reversed like the next episode when he like figures
1: out that she killed his wife but it was a great moment, it was
0: a great moment right there. Yeah, that's kind of negated whatever. It is, it is negated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for song. a
1: minute there, he's just this comforting guy. Who's
0: uh, all these characters beautiful. are making me want to talk about my favorite moments but I guess we'll get there. I know, that. I know, okay we'll get there, we'll get there. <laughs> okay, what number are we on? I can't believe Luke didn't even make your list. Wow.
1: I really liked Luke. You got to watch. Yeah. Just keep watching it.
0: Over and over. I'm on, like, round two or three right now, but I'll keep watching. Um, All right. Number five. You're not going to like this one. What is it? I put Malcolm as number five. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think he's... It's kind of interesting how this show makes you interested in side characters that have nothing to do with, like, Mm -hmm. actual killing of Mm Kilgrave. But he's just, like, the nice, good guy who's the emotion of all of, like, Kilgrave's interactions, I guess. Like, he leads the little support group, and he has his faith in humanity and in Jessica, um, I think he was, like, a pleasant addition to the show. My only... So, I, I do have Malcolm
1: on my list. He's last. Okay. <laughs> He's last on my list. Um, I liked how he affected Jessica's storyline. It kind of showed her humanity when she was, like, m- just so upset by the fact that Kilgrave was using... Like, really destroyed this guy, made him a drug addict, and he was going to be a social worker or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, once he did get clean, he got so condescending and, like... I'm gonna tell you how to be a better person. It's like, ugh, back off, dude. Really? Like, you I should go to this that. support group. And I was just—he got so full of himself and like, yeah, I'm a holier than thou. And I just wasn't. Uh, I didn't it. get that. I
0: found that he was like very supportive of Jessica. Not really.
1: Like what? not at the end. He he got so mad at her for not like being nice to all the other people in the support group, and she wasn't into it.
0: Yeah, but when, uh, what's her name, Robin, the neighbor, the like crazy neighbor, Yeah. when she was like, I don't know, she was not on Jessica's side, she was saying like, there's nothing we can do, it's everybody for themselves, Malcolm was like, no, Jessica's got this.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's okay, he's okay, didn't love it, he was no Wallace, I thought he was going to be the Wallace. Oh, nobody can be the Wallace. Also, like... She doesn't even need a Wallace. She has Trish. Oh, yeah.
0: No, she doesn't even need a Wallace. Trish yet. is infinitely better. Oh, yes, of course. Okay, my number five was Hope. Oh, Hope was not on my list either. Whoa. Interesting. We, we're totally different. I here. think I I think I, think kind of want to put her on my list now. <laughs> yeah, put her and throw her in there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, for, I, first
1: of all, again, this, acti- this actress was really, really good. Um, she was just kind of the ultimate victim of the villain here that needed saving. Her death was epic. She again was a good foil for or like not foil, but reflection of Jessica's like soft side in humanity. And I also really, really liked that side little abortion storyline they threw in there. It was just a a good, like moment where she was like, look, I want to have kids, but I'm not having this monster who raped me's child. Yeah. Like every for every minute this child is in me, I'm just like reliving my trauma. And like did think it through, it was just a good, I don't know, it was good. It's an interesting statement by yeah. the show. So yeah, hope.
0: Okay, okay do you have any more? Uh, yeah, I have one more. Okay. I put Hogarth on my list. Me too. Yeah, she's my number six. Yeah, um, same again with like just making the side characters have interesting storylines um, and she's al- another powerful woman yeah exactly yeah she <laughs> has complicated relationships um, yeah I like watching her story what do you yeah like just to say like about another her?
1: another this show is so female dominated like sure another power female lawyer who's crushes at her job why not I didn't love her weird love triangle situation it was just uninteresting to me it, it made her just seem like a terrible person but she was, I a liked terrible it. Person. she was a terrible person but whatever she was also very compelling um I and then obviously that whole death by a thousand cuts thing was uh, awesome uh,
0: that's the good stuff
1: <laughs> yeah that was just good to you man yep all right and then my last one was Malcolm, but we already talked about him. Okay. Cool. So, should we go through our top two to three moments that I turned into eight <laughs> moments? <laughs> All right, why don't you go first since you have a bunch. Okay, so this time let's go from our worst to our to our top.
0: Oh, okay, I didn't really rank mine. Oh, you didn't rank yours? I guess I could.
1: Okay, go ahead. Rank, you go rank them right now. Okay, my number 8 <laughs> was when oh god this was so good when Trish like flips Jessica over in that ninja move it was awesome because you think someone's been like hurting Trish because she's covered in bruises but it turns out she's just been like ninja training and she's a badass now when she just like flips Jess over and it was I have have the
0: same moment do you actually yeah (laughs) that was so Uh, awesome yeah when like she's drinking the water and her nose bleeds into the water and you're like, ugh, what's going on? And then she just oh, goes like and another, trains. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You totally think she's going to be, like, a like, helpless victim. And yeah, like, it's, it's fragile. Like,
0: nope. And yeah. Nope, nope.
1: <laughs> love, this, love this show.
0: Yeah. Lots of great Trish moments.
1: Okay, wait, how many moments do you actually have? So, or, so should I do, like, a couple so that we're down to how many you have?
0: Yeah, I have, like... Three more. Okay,
1: uh, so I'll just keep.
0: <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay, number seven. I'll go. I'll go quick. Number seven was Malcolm as Kilgrave's druggy slave reveal. Mm. Um, it was just it like hit hard that he you you watch this whole show thinking he's just this drug addict and then he, it turns out he was going to be a a social worker and was like a really good guy and Kilgrave just ruined him because and it's like Jess obviously takes full like she feels all the guilt of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it hits hard. This is a good moment. It was a good reveal. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh number six, as I mentioned before, Luke's little uh anti-victim blaming speech where he says, Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't you, it was him. It was like, finally like a guy who doesn't represent the patriarchy like on TV. <laughs> it was a very sweet moment. I I really like Luke. It was it was great. Yeah. I mean a, and then, you know, other stuff happens. But for a second there. <laughs>
0: You want to do one, or should I? Keep, should I just keep on? Sure, I have one. So okay. uh, when Jess and Trish are at the bar, and the guy like, and she bets the guy if she that oh, no, yeah. she can Sorry. punch the bag uh, harder. That was just a great moment. Yeah, mm.
1: the before Kilgrave and after Kilgrave. Yeah. I like how Jessica actually was still like a bitch before. Like it's her her overall personality has always been the same. She just got a little more damaged. But like, she, you know? Yeah. you know what I mean? She was still the same person. Um, yeah, that's, that was awesome.
0: Yep. Okay. okay,
1: so my number five moment was, oh, this was, so, this was just good, like, filming. Um, it was right when Luke finds out that Jessica killed his ex-wife and totally flips out and then, so then Jessica has this meltdown, and she's doing the thing where she recites the street names to like calm down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So she's like sitting there like reciting street names, and then it, and then early like right earlier in the episode, Kilgrave had bought that house, and so it cuts from Jessica like reciting the, her childhood street names to the house that he bought, and it zooms out, and you see the exact street names that she's saying like in the shot, yeah. so you realize that he bought her childhood. House. That was just like goosebumps, just good. That was just good.
0: Yeah. Number five moment. Mm-hmm. Good, good stuff. Okay, you do one. Sure. Okay, when uh, okay, all of mine have Trish in them. God. <laughs> <laughs> when Trish takes the like, um, the pill that Simpson's been taking, and she's like, "God, I am so pumped. Is this how you always feel?" She's just like ready for action. I think they could
1: probably make her a superhero in season two.
0: No, the like, thing is, she doesn't even need superpowers. Yeah, she's already a hero.
1: Yeah, that was good. That was a good That was another part that I didn't get until rewatching it, because I was like, I don't really understand why she couldn't just beat up the guy. Why Jessica couldn't just beat up the guy, but then I realized that was when her ribs were broken, yeah which conveniently ended, like, two seconds later, but whatever. <laughs> so then Je- so then Trish had to help beat up the guy? Yep. Yeah, that was good. Oh,
0: God. thank God. I was freaking out when she was in the ambulance. Like, freaking out. I honestly throughout the whole show was not sure whether Trish was going to make it. Yeah. Any other show would have killed off
1: Trish so that Jessica could have a revenge storyline.
0: You know? Yeah. Well, I, was, I could have seen them killing off Trish. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm,
1: and I'm just infinitely glad that they didn't because its I would much rather have a, a, du, a duo team saving the world than someone avenging the death of their sibling.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Thank anyway. the Lord
1: they didn't kill Trish. Yeah. Never kill Trish, you guys, if you're <laughs> listening. <laughs> I actually, oh God, she killed off Deb though. <laughs>
0: I don't know if that was really her call. Okay, <laughs> can we not talk about the Dexter finale right now? Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> okay, my number... Uh, what are we on? <laughs> oh, yeah, number four. Number, my number four moment of the show was when, just randomly, she's on that other case, that the fake case that those people hire her as a trick because they wanted to kill her because they were just anti-superheroes since they're... I guess her, this lady's mother was killed in some Avengers plot that I don't really know about because I don't follow that stuff. But um, yeah, so then they try to kill Jessica and she just like tears apart their house and is like rants about how you can't, it, it doesn't matter how much pain you've experienced, you can't take your pain out on other people. Mm-hmm. It was a good, it was a really good speech that really tied up the major themes of the show. Like it. It doesn't, your childhood trauma doesn't give you the right to hurt other people. Whatever, you know, it's the difference mm-hmm. between Kilgrave and Jessica. Number four moment. Do you remember that? It was, it was really Yeah, good.
0: yeah, I remember. Yeah. Good moment. Um, you can keep going. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, I've, I have three more. Okay, number three. Uh, at the end of the pilot when Hope shoots her parents. Yeah, that was the moment where I just was just hooked. I I watch I, yeah I watched the pilot. I was like, uh, eh, this is pretty good. And then that happened, and I that's all I thought about at work all day. I was like, oh my gosh, this show is crazy. That that moment kind of haunts you.
0: Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm it in. I'm watching this.
1: Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, definitely. This, this show is this is not we're not messing around here. This is serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good.
0: It was a good pilot. It was really good. hmm Great pilot.
1: Great show. <laughs> <laughs> know, seriously. Can you can you guys tell we like the show a little bit? <laughs> okay. Um my number two moment was oh, was I was like I was like standing up and slow cap clapping. When Jessica explains consent to Kilgrave, and it like just hits you that this villain is like just so deep. Like Kilgrave says something like, um, so, so she, Jessica says, you literally raped me for six months or whatever. And he says, what are you, what are you talking about? I, you stayed in five-star hotels. You ate in the best restaurants. Like, what, what, how the hell was that rape? And she was like, the part where I didn't want to do any of it, you know? Like, yeah. you literally violated my entire brain, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just doesn't, like, he doesn't get it you know he feels sorry for himself he's like what am i supposed to do i never know if people want to do what i'm telling them to do and he just like cannot wrap his mind around this concept and that is just so real yeah. it was amazing it was a great it was a great moment it was it was really just groundbreaking storytelling yeah it was that that's just good storytelling right there
0: mm-hmm.
1: i wish like i wish PLL would go this far It's, like, as far... It was perfect. Anyway, yeah.
0: (laughs) Do you have any more before we talk about our number one? Um, Let me think. I mean, there's so many. Every moment. I love all the setups that Kilgrave has, like, the cops ready to shoot themselves and, like, the Mm -hmm. cook and the servant. Mm -hmm. Like, all of those scenes, just so intense. I love that stuff.
1: I also really liked all the... Little flashbacks to um, to Trish and Jessica growing up.
0: Yeah. when Trish was like, "Don't save me and Jessica does. She can't help it. That was cute. That was
1: cute. seriously. What other show would just spend time building a friendship between two women? Yeah, like that. like in that much detail is awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, which leads us to our number one. I'm just assuming we have the same number one, because yeah. how, how could you not? I'm freaking out just thinking about it. Uh, okay, who's going to describe it?
0: You, you, go ahead, go ahead. All right, no, I really think you should. Okay, <laughs> well, obviously, the last, not the last scene of the show, but the last Kilgrave scene of the show, where they're on the dock, and everybody's fighting each other, and... Um, Trish's headphones get knocked off and you're freaking out because now she can uh, be controlled Because we're describing by him. the entire finale right now, huh? Yeah, okay, fine. I'll <laughs> fast forward <laughs> to the moment where Trish is in his control and then he comes over to Jessica and he, he thinks that um, he can finally control Jessica. He's gotten more powerful and Jessica cannot, is no longer immune. Um, but she is, and she says the code word that she planned with uh, with Trish, which is "I love you," and then he, she breaks his neck.
1: Yeah. Well, basically, it's like Kilgrave realizes that Kilgrave, his whole motive here is he thinks that he is in love with Jessica, which is ridiculous. Um, and he realizes in the finale that, real, like, she's she really only loves her sister or foster sister Trish and the only way to get to her is to get to Trish and so it's like this awesome like you are like squirming watching him like take the like only person Jessica cares about and then you know she just fakes she just fakes being under his control and then yep snaps his neck it's uh but I Very, love you the first time I watched it I was like that was it like no fight and then it hit me how profound that really was.
0: Uh, it was a beautiful moment.
1: It, yeah. It really was.
0: So, did you think she was, for real, under his control? No. She wasn't ever. Okay.
1: Which is like a, a really weird, almost critique I have of the show. Is just, I mean, we we knew she wasn't under his control. I'm, it it wasn't a huge reveal. They told us that in like episode four, yeah. and then again. Like, a couple episodes later later, it, it wasn't a surprise. But so we, he
0: got stronger.
1: But not really. Like, it,
0: I, like he was I able to control yeah, he, people over the intercom at the hospital. Yeah, but that's not how viruses work, okay? Like, I well, don't know. he What's made it work that way. I, I was, don't know. I, I was freaking out.
1: I wasn't sure. I was just freaking out because he had Trish. <laughs> I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. It was really good.
0: Okay, well, now that we're on the subject, are there any other things you would change? Honestly, no. Like, I was trying to think of this. What critiques do I have or what
1: would I change? And I have one thing that's, like, it's even stupid bringing it up because it mattered so little to me. What is it? It's, like, its it was just that sometimes I thought the, the superpowers were a little inconsistent. Or maybe I just didn't get it, but, like, in the pilot, she, like, stops a moving car, but then later in the show a car just like knocks her out completely or like she gets hit with a wooden board and that knocks her out but like she's taken bigger blows than that
0: before. I think before. she has to like turn like she has to be ready like if she's ready to stop a car she can do it.
1: I yeah I yeah like, like that if would somebody like
0: threw a dumbbell at you <laughs> but you can lift I- a dumbbell.
1: You know? I guess, I guess, I guess. I just, but yeah, it was it's like... Like, like, like a, that girl, her neighbor, hits her with a board, and she gets knocked out. And I was like, eh. Yeah. That's not... that That isn't consistent with earlier. But, it, I mean, that matters so little to me. I can't even... Like, the superpowers just were so unimportant on this show. It had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. It was just a nice equalizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what would you change?
0: Um, I had... Let's see, I have one, like, it's like a joke basically. But um, when Kilgrave's dad is trying to make the vaccine, I wish that he didn't spray it on like perfume. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was stupid.
0: Honestly, when shows try to do vaccines, any it science. never goes,
1: yeah. any just, just or like catalysts or, you know, like any kind of medicine, just don't. Yeah. Sometimes just let it be magic, you know, <laughs> just let it be a black box. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. What else? I, no. I could have gone for a more menacing looking Kilgrave.
1: No, Kilgrave was perfect.
0: It, that's the whole point. He's everyone
1: he's he acts through other people. He never does anything. He's weak. Yeah. He just he it's he just thinks he can have whatever he wants and that's the whole point. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I, yeah, I wouldn't change. I mean, he was a, he was a phenomenal actor. You guys should all watch him in Broad Church too. He's really good.
0: <sighs>
1: yeah. Okay, so I guess our last topic was just um, season 2. Thank God. It's, oh, I know. TV. Okay. We we were planning this podcast before we found out that seriously think everything that it did. Jessica Jones did get renewed for season 2. But before that news came out, there was like there were several articles like going around Reddit about how season 2 would be unnecessary because like it was a self-contained story. Kilgrave is dead, the only worthy opponent for Jessica Jones is dead, so just end it now. And honestly, I mean to quote Taylor Swift, I think that's a very sexist angle to take because <laughs> That is basically saying that Jessica's entire identity and story revolves around one man. And once he's gone, she has no more reason to exist. Like that is completely ridiculous. This show could have a million seasons. Like she is a compelling character and she is a private investigator. So can we just watch her solve mysteries? Like we don't need a super villain. Yeah, there's tons of villains in the world. Like keep it going. Like if you read the source material in the comics, the whole Kilgrave thing was like four issues out of twenty eight. There were so many other mysteries and villains and stuff. Like there's just a lot of material to draw
0: from. Yeah.
1: It's like I mean, what if they were like, Oh, Veronica Marsh should end after season one because they found out who killed Lily Kane? Or like
0: No, there's Dexter always, should end after can always season be one more. Okay, well Dexter is a different <laughs> Dexter no. should... <laughs> Just part. kidding. I love Dexter. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to say PLL should
1: end because we know who A is. And I was like, yeah, you know, that actually would have been more fair. <laughs> they mm. should have
0: cut that off after Mona. Anyway, whatever. Um, um, so, yeah, looking forward to season two.
1: Yeah. I will. I have so much faith in this writer and this actress. Like, whatever they pull out is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. They have all the elements that I need for a perfect show, so yeah, it's probably going to be a year, but
0: <sighs> I am pumped. Yeah, give your uh, year's notice to your job.
1: I know. I will be leaving my job now. It's, it's only <laughs> going to take me, like, a day to watch season two. I'm not even watching with you guys. Like, I'm sorry, but no Rabbit, no Skype. I'm just, uh, I'm just doing my thing. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, If you have any thoughts about this show, uh, give us an email, Movepointspodcast at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, did we miss any top moments?
0: Let us know. If you have any more love for Trish, let us know. (laughs) Yeah, you probably don't have more love for Trish than we do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye.
1: See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Points Podcast. You can find us on Twitter. We are at MovePointsPod or send us an email at movepointspodcast at gmail.com. Our Tumblr page is movepointspodcast.tumblr.com and we'd love to hear from you about new ideas, questions, or any feedback you may have. Thanks for listening.